Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Paul, thanks for joining us on SENZ Summer Days. A finalist in the Sportsman of the Year at the 59th Halberg Awards. A nice cherry on the top to uh, after a stunning season. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing news to wake up to. Um, wake up to it here over in Amsterdam, and it's um, oh mate, it's uh, just to be amongst you know those top New Zealand athletes um, to be nominated and be in the top four. It's um, it's pretty special. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling. I spoke to Dad this morning. He's quite excited because obviously you can't make it on February twenty three. So uh, him and Mum are actually going to the awards ceremony. So I think he's pretty stoked. Does he have a Does he have a duck suit? Yeah, they um, you know they're, they're heading out. They've got to get to here. You know, yeah, for my credit card so I can go hire a tuxedo because <laughs> I don't think his wardrobe's um, up to scratch to, to be going to the Helberg. So no, it's pretty special for me to be able to stand in there. Mate, is your dad still tight? <laughs> Where do you think I got it from? <laughs> uh, let's just let's just reflect on what has been a crazy year for you. But really, do you do you feel like twenty twenty one was more of a breakout year or more of a consolidation of the player you are? 100%, man. Um, just Obviously, I had that really good win at the British Open, um, which gave me a lot of confidence. But then it was actually probably more to the back end, you know, November, December, when I had those back-to-back wins. Um, I felt like I was actually outplaying um, the players rather than it sort of being, being sort of, you know, a one-off win. It actually felt like I sort of established myself um, that I was winning. And when you win back-to-back, tournaments um, of, of it well to be honest I've never done it before but you know this when I went back to back it sort of it really you know like sort of established me established that I, I was sort of good enough to it wasn't just a one-off you know it was um, it was something that I could keep repeating so that was something um, that gave me a lot of confidence in my game it's quite a fine line isn't it knowing that you are good enough but then actually delivering is it is it like a, a sense of release when you actually do that yeah, it's a massive, it's almost like a massive weight off your shoulders, you know, like there's that whole sort of, you know, mental side of sport where, you know, you've got to tell yourself that you're able to do it, but which is great, but it also creates a lot of pressure on yourself, you know, because all of a sudden you're expecting to win these, these tournaments and, you know, if it doesn't happen, that sort of pressure just keeps building. So when sort of, when you do, when, it, when I, you know, won those tournaments, it was a massive release and, and just the weight dropped off my shoulders and sort of play a bit more free and, you know, a bit more relaxed, which is always um, a bonus whenever you're playing sport. But then, Paul, comes the expectation. So is it a different type of pressure you now have to deal with or do you feel now that you that's a pressure you can comfortably handle? No, to be honest, um, there was a tournament, uh, I think the Qatar Classic, where um, I was I was probably the top seed. You know, the, the other top seed went out 
in the in the third round or second round, and I was actually feeling a different sort of pressure there. Um, it was it was something new to me that I never felt before. I was all of a sudden, you know, the person to beat, and um, I actually, you know, suffered or well, not suffered. But I still made the final, but you know, I felt a bit of pressure there, and you know, I wasn't really happy with my performance in the final. And I think that was down to just the shift in pressure. It was like you say, the expectation to win. Um, I was the guy to beat, and it was just a different different feeling that I that I was used to. But you know, I feeling like that was actually a really good tournament for me to experience that and. You know, I spoke to Stu Davenport and he gave me some good advice on, on how to, you know, sort of handle that, that pressure. And I think I, you know, sort of grew after that tournament pretty well as well. Talk to me about the influence of your coach, Rob. Yeah, massive, man. He's, um, you know, he's probably regarded as one of the best coaches in, in, in squash. And he, um, he transformed my game, really. He sort of taught me about squash. You know, obviously coming from New Zealand, we're quite sheltered, so you don't really get the experience that you get when you move over here. And he just taught me how to use my strengths to sort of attack. You know, obviously I was, you know, very nutritional and stay on court for a while, but he sort of, you know, taught me how to attack using my speed and, and my strengths and stuff like that. So he's incredibly smart. He's very analytical, um, analyzes every bit of the game and just really made me understand the game and, and how to play, you know, certain shots and, when I should play certain shots and when I shouldn't play certain shots. So it was a really just a, you know understanding of the game that he taught me, which was, which was amazing. I was thinking about this the other day. When you look at squash, it, it's that old cliche. It's, it's almost like a game of inches or centimetres. And when you're playing the likes of Ali and Muhammad, how much do you have to change the way you adapt in that split second? Yeah, I mean, it's, that, that's when I think it comes down to you have to sort of know what you're doing and something that, uh, you know, I mentioned Stu Davenport before, but yeah. something that he's been quite good for me, um, you know, he's a bit of a mentor for me. I speak to him a lot and he, he sort of told me really to, to trust my game and, and just believe in, in my game and I think that's very important when it comes to those, you know, split-second decisions. You don't have any time to hesitate on what you're doing and it comes down to just really trusting and believing in your game and I think that that's what it comes down to because you don't have time to think half the time in squash you know it's all on instincts and if you're not trusting those instincts then that's when the mistakes will come so um, that's something that I think really helped me you know he spoke to me uh, just before the British Open actually we had you know um, some, some a lot of chats and something that I, I think from sort of that mid, mid stage of last season I started just really trusting my game and not trying to be anyone else just you know doing what I trained for and um, I think it gave me a lot of confidence within myself. Um, and, and like I say, like you, you've got to trust yourself when the ball's coming at you that quickly. You know, you've got to trust that you're going to play the right shot. So, yeah. Has it still sunk in that you did win the British Open? Um, yeah, yeah. Now it has. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Every time I get introduced on court, it's the British Open champion. So, um, wow. It's uh, it's sunk in, but it, you know, every time I hear it, it's still something pretty surreal uh, when I think about my earlier days in squash and, and actually finally, you know, making some of these, these goals um, come true. So it's definitely sunk in, but I never get tired of hearing it, that's for sure. I, I can remember living in Greymouth and knowing your mum and dad, and dad was, he was mad about squash. Is that, is that what drove you into it? Because I can't, I can't remember mum. Was mum a squash, was Julie a squash player as well? Julie was, yeah, yeah. She was, um, mum was a good squash player. Um, both very competitive, I think. Mum had, uh, you know, knee problems when, from her nipple career, so she stopped right. earlier. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both fanatic about it. They get up at two a.m. and watch live scores and all sorts. So, um, 
yeah, they still love it. I never saw Dad play on the squash court in Greymouth. Is he just uber competitive? Yeah, I remember. Um, there's one one story that I just keep remembering. I, you know, Dad was playing. I was watching him, and then obviously you have 90 seconds in between sets, and I walked down downstairs, and I seen Dad's racket in half in the rubbish bin, and um, I just. I just walked straight back upstairs. I didn't think it'd be a good time to go talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one one would one would suggest uber competitive, but what what, <laughs> what are they what are they like as supporters? Are they are they just there for you, or are they the sort of parents that would say, "Hey, look, I saw you do this, saw you do that." Um, no, man. I mean, they would definitely tell me off if I was doing something wrong, but. Um yeah, they're probably the best supporters I've ever had, to be honest. Um, they've supported me right from from word go, and you know, funded me when I when I couldn't afford anything, and, and just believed in me when I was you know 150 in the world, and paid for me to go around the world playing playing tournaments. So um, you know, they've always believed in me and always been super supportive, and um, you know, that's why I'm you know so happy to send them to to the Hellbergs. You know, they, it's a special night, and. and you know, I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Uh, talk to me about the Commonwealth Games. Is that still on the radar? Yeah, hundred percent, man. I've um, you know, my my I've planned my my season, and, and that's you know right at the top of the list in terms of you know one of the few tournaments that I really want to peak for this year. Um, obviously, just missed out on um, you know a couple of goals last time. So yeah, that's um, high on my radar this year. Um, especially, I spend a lot of time in Birmingham training with my coach, and then. Obviously, the Com Games are going to be in Birmingham, so it's a familiar area for me. And um, like I said, my, you know, it's one of my tournaments that I'm um, peaking for this year. And you go as probably in as a red hot men's favourite in the, in the singles as well, which which is which is another thing. But at the moment, uh, you're you're locked down in, in the Netherlands. How, how is that affecting training? Yeah, we're in full lockdown. So um, I mean, it's, it, we get we get special exemption, so I can train um, fully and. I mean, to be honest, for me, my my life doesn't get affected that much. I'm not, you know, I don't go out socialising that much uh, in the middle of the season. So, man, I'm just training um, two or three times a day um, and then just coming home and recovering. So, you know, it's probably probably better for me just to, uh, <laughs> I'm recovering. But, yeah, it's, um, I mean, hopefully, we, we, you know, hopefully we're out of it this Friday and things start opening up again because, yeah, I mean, life gets pretty mundane if well, everyone knows that, I think. So, Hopefully we're on the other side of it, and um, you know we can just sort of move on from this, mate. You got to remember one thing: you are from Greymouth, so socialising is in your DNA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Don't worry, I'll never forget that place, <laughs> mate. It's uh, always good to talk to you. Thanks for staying up and having a chat with us, and we'll talk again. Uh, and the best of luck at the Hellbergs, mate. Hey, pleasure. Thanks for the call, mate.